That's what's we're gonna teach you something real special. Real special today. This is two coins. Two coins. Two coins. With my boy Wally. Wally. Then Ronnie. Then Ronnie. Wherever you're at, we're at. Showing two sides of the same coin. Let me know what y'all think. Two coins. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter today. Sir, welcome to the Two Coin Podcast. It's your boy Wally. And I am Ronnie, the other side of the coin. And this week's podcast is brought to you by Estrella Jalisco's Mango Michelada. Yes, sir. Get and- you some. Make yeah. sure I hit that like, subscribe, follow button, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. We're on all that stuff. So make sure y'all fuck with us at Two Coin Podcast. Today, we got some very special guests. They're regulars. So to those of you that have been listening to us, you know who these gentlemen are. So y'all want to go ahead and introduce yourselves? Yeah, yeah. Shout out Ronnie O pronouncing that fucking company right. You know what I'm saying? You act like but I didn't do Estrella. That it's Estrella. It's Estrella. Just had that roll off the tongue. Oh, Just like fine, this rolls fine. off the tongue. Brother Wilson. I just want to let y'all know, Brother Wilson, aka Kundalini. I've been on here a couple of times, but appreciate y'all. Um, fuck the humble shit. I'm out here. Fuck, you know, listen to my shit. Bump my shit. Okay. I got some good shit coming out, you know, but I look silly and I look very small compared to the man sitting next to me. <laughs> Alright, check it out, man. It's your boy Optimus Grind, aka Nevin, aka Elephant Butt Cheeks, aka your favorite rappers, most inconsistent rapper, aka. Long week, bro. Alright, 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 no more AKs. No more AKs. You called yourself Elephant Butt Cheeks, bro. I Because I be clapping. I be clapping. You know what I mean? I be out here. I be out here. I'll with the confidence, bro. You know what I'm saying? He said, I'm rough and rugged, bro. I'm big and I'm big. I'm out here. I'm big. I can't be ignored. You know what I mean? Hey. Hey, shit, that's a whole movement out here, I guess. Yeah. Gang, gang. He's moving gang. a lot. <laughs> hey, but here's some peanuts, scared. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Yo, hey, so both of these guests here, as y'all know, make music. Um, but before we even get into all that, we like to deep dive into who these people really are. Um, so, Nevin, we got a script all written up for you. Uh-oh. I was let just by know, chance. Hey, right off the bat, bro, first coin out the bag, let us know what it was like to grow up with a Fijian background. Uh, and to tell the people about that uh, background, if you will. All right, so look, look, real quick, real brief. The British had colonized Fiji. They colonized the island of Fiji, islands of Fiji. And uh, when they went over there, they brought some of their slaves with them, and some of their slaves had come from India. And then when the British had left Fiji, they they just said, well, uh, we don't really need the slaves. We'll just, we'll just keep them over there. We'll just leave them there and all that. So, uh, I'm actually Indian Fijian, and, uh, you know what I mean? There's two different kinds of Fijians. There's the native Fijians that look more like the Samoans and Tongans and other Polynesians that you're used to, and then there's Hindu Fijians or Indo-Fijians or Indian Fijians, and they look like me. They look like Indian people. They look more Indian than they do look Fijian. So, growing up in that, so before, after that history lesson, boop, boop, fast forward, whatever, um, I am a first generation Indian Fijian living in America, you know what I'm saying? So for me growing up in that household, I felt like there was this kind of diaspora for me because the moment I grew up, for whatever reason, my family, my immediate family at least, decided to all just start speaking English. So I was never really properly taught Hindi. I was always getting like, you know what I'm saying, like on the on the on the back end of lessons in in terms of Hindi and how to communicate with the rest of my family and stuff. So growing up, I learned a bunch of Hindu traditions, you know, how to go to certain prayers, how to behave at certain prayers, what's the, um, what's the way to conduct a wedding, what's the way to conduct a funeral throughout my life, you know what I'm saying? So you grew up under a Hindu culture? So I did grow up in Hindu culture. Okay. Hey, you know what, what I, mean? I gotta ask though is like, so 
how, like how many of your family out here? Because you said like there was a good amount of your family that started speaking right. English. And there's a, you know what I mean. You also got family that you can't communicate with. You just said right. so out here in America. Like what percentage just in your life within your own family do you got out here? Uh, to my knowledge, there's a decent amount of people that live out here in California. Whether that's whether that's just you know, I know my brother. My brother lives up in Oregon. My sister is here in California. Um, you know, I have a plethora of aunts and uncles that live out here. My grandmother lives up in Canada. And what I was saying about, you know, just learning broken Hindi, yeah. that's how I learned how to communicate with my grandmother. I didn't know how to speak it, but if she said something to me, I knew what she was talking about. Who was the first one that migrated out here? Like, in your family that brought, like, you know what I mean, the laws out here? I want to say it was my grandmother. I want to say it was my grandmother on my mother's side. Okay. Um, I don't know too much about my grandparents from my father's side. Yeah. Um, I never really got to spend a lot of time with them. You yeah. know, while your they, mom's while met your were... dad out here. So my mother met my father out here. Yeah. So okay, so sense. my father my father immigrated here. Um, you know, he got his he got his visa, he got his green card, got his citizenship. My mother came here on a visa, um, and she had a different husband at the time, and then they had you know they had split. And then she was still just here on a visa, and her visa had expired. So, for the longest time throughout most of my adolescent life, my mother and my sister were both here on expired visas, just trying to make it. You know what I mean? Just trying to, you know, stay under the radar, make money, support the family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But... That's pretty much that's pretty much like the gist. Like I know I know a lot of family out here. I don't talk with them as much as I should. You know, you gotta stay in touch with family and everything. Yeah. But I don't talk with them as much as I should, but I know they're all here and I just recently learned within like the last two or three weeks or so, they ask about me a lot. And it's okay. it's, it's it's mainly just on me. Like I'm just not big on the whole family aspect, so I don't ever check in with my cousins, check in with my aunts or my uncles, you know what I mean? But like, they're always asking about me. Bro, what I'm doing, where that's, I'm at. That's crazy, because same thing with me, bro. Like, yeah, I don't really make an effort. Like, my, my parents, like, they call my family members back home in Sudan, like, every weekend. Like, every Saturday morning since I was a little kid, since I could remember. They'd always call them and talk to my aunts and uncles and my grandma. Mm. And they'd just, like, force me. They'd give me the phone, and then I'd say, like, a couple words. It's like, I love these people, but, like, I have to see them in person. You know, like, they, yeah. don't, they don't really know much about what's going on in my life. And I don't know too much about what's going on there, because there's that like that cultural dichotomy, right? There's like a shift yeah. into like how we're each living our life, and like I see you for like one to two months, maybe every two years. So it's like you're my blood, but I don't really know much about you. So at the end of the day, there's not much to talk about. Like as harsh as oh, it is bro. to say, nah, but- you hey, you dead ass about that, bro. Because I remember like when I first moved to America, up until the first time I went back to India, that shit was like at least ten years. So it was like any like you said like. Bro, mom's always had my fucking aunties and grandparents on the phone, but it's like every time I would talk to them, it was all. After when you look back at it now, it was kind of like the same script you were saying every single conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you'd say like the same like generic small talk, but that's not to say that I don't keep in touch with anybody in my family. But like I keep in touch with certain people. Like there's like two or three cousins that I still keep in touch with, and I'll still talk to my grandma from time to time, and like one or two of my aunts. Your grandma's still alive. I have one grandparent alive, and it's my my dad's mom. That's same, mom. Yeah, same. same. Okay. Well, it's, it's my mom's mom, but yeah, same. Yeah, like, yeah. I only got so one yeah, I gotta talk to her as often as I can, and then like two or three of my cousins that are my age. Yeah. And yeah, two of my aunts. But other than that, it's like there's not really many people that 
I really want to keep in touch with. Hey, bro, honestly, I know this is like a little bit off this thing, but one thing I wanted to bring up, honestly, you just reminded me, was what you had, what you were talking about, like the relationship you wish you had with your, uh, uh, with your grandpa. Yeah. You know what I mean? The one that like actually had a lot of, you know what I mean? One knowledge and a lot of... Uh, yeah, he was like a religious you know I mean? I tribal know, I, leader. I don't know how to bring it up, but it was just like that whole relationship which you wanted to speak on, bro. Like I was, you know what I mean? Let the people know like the type of man he was. And you know what I mean? Also, being the age that you at right now, like how we were talking, like man, I just wish I was a little bit older while he was a little younger. Yeah. No, I mean we we were just having like an offhand conversation. What was it like last week? Yeah, last week after. Yeah, I don't know. I was just off on a little spiel, but I was saying like I, my grandpa, who was my uh, my mom's dad, he passed away in 2009, and like I've met him a bunch of times, but he was born in 1914. So in 2009, he was 95, and he passed away. So, like, the first time I ever saw him was 03. I don't know, do the math. He's, he was, like, 80-something back then. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, like every, like, every time I seen him, it was always, like, with a hearing aid or, like, I'd have to, like, shout to, like, hear him and, like, he'd have somebody take care of him. But, like, I always saw, like, pictures of him when he was younger or, like, when he was as old as, like, my dad is now. Yeah. And he was, like, the more... The older I get is, like, the more I learn about the man he was yeah. every time I go back. So they were saying basically he was like a well-respected like leader. He had the whole uh, Quran memorized. He was like a religious leader. Um, he built a hospital in the village that my mom was born in. Damn. And that village only has like my family members and people from like our tribe. Damn, okay, okay. And like he built a hospital there. He built a school there. And he was basically like the mayor of that village. And like, <laughs> so he was like the most respected man in our family. And he could recall, like, our lineage. You said this is your mom's dad. My mom's, mom's dad, dad, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because the thing with, like, Sudanese, like, history and, like, genetics and lineage is is different from, like, European and American in the sense that they all, their history is all, like, written down, which is good because you can go back and reference it and archive it. Right. But with us, it's all spoken. It's all or, oral history. Yeah. Like, stories Tri- get passed down from generation history. to generation. Tri- and that's why I wish I was, like, old enough to get to know him because I felt like I would have developed, like, a deep relationship with him. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, it's hey, like that's that's actually some real. Sh- my bad. Go ahead, like. No, no, go ahead. Nah, I mean, I was about to say, like, what you had brought up about the oral, like, or having an oral history, like, um, that actually, like, oral. Nah, man, but being able to pass that, it kind of makes certain things unique. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't really recreate or inf- quote unquote infiltrate, but you know what I mean, like. If you were part of that family, that's the only way you're gonna know certain histories on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like he wrote a book. Um, it's not like a popular book or nothing, but he got it published, and it's like everybody in my family reads it. Mm. I'm talking like second, third cousins, yeah, like yeah. my grand, my grandpa's cousins, like they all, all these people know each other and are like around each other all the time. So yeah. they all read that book. But the thing is, like my Arabic is like at a third grade level, so it's yeah. like I'd have to get it translated somehow to be able to. Right, <laughs> to you, got a, you got a Rosetta yeah. Stone it real quick. Yeah. You got Google Translate, like man. Yeah, exactly. Or just get better at. Arabic. People sleep on the fact what you just said, man. Your Arabic's at a third grade level. The fact that you even know Arabic at a third grade level. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, bro. You feel me? I don't even, like. I know yeah, Arabic in our Sudanese level, dialect. Like I, I can't. I don't know it in any other dialect. It's a. Um, yeah. I mean, what? but still, bro. That's like that's. You know what I mean? A lot of people out here. <laughs> They can't. They don't even got English on the third grade level. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just playing. But bro, but for, I don't know what you was talking about right now, bro. Alright, you know but, what? But, I'm gonna dress it, boy. You got something to say, bro? Motherfucker got something on his chest. You over making jokes? Nah, I'm just here. Alright, you know what? Hey, Mark, 
was about your origin, bro. Yeah, bro. North Same Hollywood, no hole back in the so, day. So, you know. Let's know your story, bro. Let's know my people, you know, coming from Fiji. <laughs> I'm just oh playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give this motherfucker a serious moment. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, typical shit. Probably not typical shit, but, you know, mom from Maryland, dad from Detroit. Uh, most of my family is in Philadelphia on my white side. My black side is split up. Uh, half of them in Mississippi, half of them in Detroit. Uh, grandma moved from Detroit, had my dad, or brought my dad to California. My grandma moved from Maryland on my white side, brought my mom, and they met in Lancaster, and then had me. Um, so, Also, oh, they met in California. Yeah, in Lancaster. Yeah. At like 11 and 12. So they've been rocking it for a minute. Had, me, had me at 15 and 16. So then, you know, been to Mississippi once, um, but they have a bunch of family reunions for the Wilsons, but most of the Wilsons are spread out Mississippi and Detroit. And then my white side is just spread out from California to uh, the East Coast. Okay. In, Phil- in Philadelphia and like Maryland, Baltimore. Damn. You been to Baltimore? <laughs> Not yet. Just Mississippi. Damn, okay, okay. Yeah. You been out to Detroit? You ain't not you, yet. Not even Detroit? Not yet. You Soon gotta go. Though. We gotta. I heard there's some fire pizza Yo, out there, is, bro. Hey, is, you gotta are, go. Are the stereotypes about the South true? What are the stereotypes? You know what they are. <laughs> I don't know what they are. Like, okay, the South is like <laughs> backwards and racist. Is that true? I mean, backwards and racist, but what they forget is like when the civil rights movement was happening, that happened down South. Yep. So a lot of people have a perception of like people were being racist, but still at the same time, there's hella still people like with the heart thinking. and soul yeah. so, of like a black civil movement. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you go, you're most definitely going to find a lot of white racist people in Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi. Mm. But you, what you won't see is what's not mainstream is there's still a bunch of like strong black culture. You know what I mean? I'm not even talking like sports or anything So does, like that. does it feel like you're in like, you're, you're in like the heartland of black I mean, America when I went there, like dude, my whole Wilson family, they own acres of land. Really? My dad mm. owns Lakers because my grandpa passed away and when my dad passed Your dad owns the Lakers? Acres. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the day he passes away, you know, uh, God forbid, but the day he passes away, you know, me and my brothers and sisters split the piece land that he owns. Yeah. So that's, at the end tight. of the day, we have a bunch of land where, where we stayed at was houses that were built by the Wilsons. And then when we went to my grandpa's funeral, the funeral was held at the church that's in our land. So when you think Damn. about it, you turn down like a street and then it's a bunch of like trees and grass and forest and there's a bunch of houses houses everybody in those houses is wilson or homes which is my family black side then deeper in it you got a church that is owned by my family and then there's graves of just homes and wilson's of everybody from our family who was that's you know what i mean this is all in mississippi it's all in mississippi yeah, yeah. Jack, jackson yeah. mississippi, jackson, mississippi. Yeah. in the heart of it yeah. so like right down the street is fucking mississippi high school where most of the dudes get recruited to go to mississippi yeah, so they went yeah. Detroit after yeah. that, like from mississippi they went well to my grandma is from detroit gotcha. my black grandma and my grandpa rest in peace is in from mississippi gotcha. so gotcha. though so um my grandpa is originally wilson and holmes you know, my grandma's original name is Stovall. They're all from Detroit. Mm. So everybody on that side with the last name Stovall is like my dad's cousins on my grandma's side, God. which is Stovall, straight from Detroit. Like Detroit, fucking Michigan. But Wilson and then is Wilson is straight from Mississippi, and then we got Holmes and Wilson, and every gravestone. Well, you said Holmes and Wilson. So Wilson is a name. Wilson is from my dad, and then think about my no, grandpa. No, I'm saying, is Wilson a place in Mississippi? No, Wilson is my last name. No, it's not. Oh, no, In Jackson, Mississippi. So you think about like how okay, your mom okay. has a last name, you took your dad's last name. Yeah. Right, right, my dad's right. last yeah. name yeah. is yeah. Wilson. Just the way you said it yeah. for a second, I thought you meant my dad. My, my, my grandpa, my dad's dad, my grandpa's last name is Wilson, but his mom's last name was Holmes. 
So oh, we Holmes and Wilson. Yeah. So not Holmes and Wilson. Like Holmes. H O L M E S. Holmes right. and Wilson. Yeah. So in reality, that's... all the tombstones say Wilson and Holmes. You know, yeah. so like my grandpa was buried there. Anytime we have a funeral, it's often it's like on some crazy shit where because I was only like ten or eleven and went to the to the funeral, mm-hmm. I was only able to see a certain amount of things. But in reality, as I got older, I sit back and I'm like, God damn. We own this land. We got Wilsons out here. This is the kind of things that a black man should think about of owning yeah. land and owning like, like on some entrepreneurship. That's like you own this land, bro. and not even in the point of selling it, but the fact that there was three generations before me where my great grandpa could walk outside and see his sister <laughs> at yeah. a house that was down the street. And even if there was a funeral, it was the family showing up at the funeral, and they knew they were buried in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And that goes generations before and before, where the fact where it was like, I ain't got a trip because my kid is gonna own this house. And the fact that my dad was raised in California, my grandpa really wasn't there for my dad, so it wasn't a strong connection. So like, he still owns the land and splits it between. That's so my crazy, aunt, man. Because that's it's, that's cra- that's basically the same setup my family has out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but it's crazy, you know. So sitting there thinking about like, if my, like my dad, you know, chooses not to do anything with it, it, the day he does pass away, he split it with my sister, with my aunts, so they have like thirds of it. Then when he goes, everyone of his kin will have certain parts of land to think that when that day does come, I could go out there and do whatever I want with it. Whether I could be an asshole and sell it or whatever, yeah, I could actually that's, that's go, I could, right I could yeah, actually yeah, yeah. go out there and if I wanted to, I could build a home for my family that's on literally, land. That's generational wealth. And it's literally like worth, but it kind of gets watered down and you forget about it because going generations back, people forget that the, people think the civil rights movement was like, Fucking thousands of years ago. Well, yeah, in the textbooks they have it in black and right? white. Bro, the shit, was, like, shit happened in the 1900. It wasn't even. It was it happened barely yo, over. You know what I mean? So, so in reality, it gets watered down when you think about black people and this black family of pool own this land. As it gets watered down and it gets to me, I'm probably the only Wilson out of my brothers and sisters mm. who think about the land that I'm going to be able to own. Where I could go, real shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna see what's part of my part of the portion of the land. And I'm gonna build a house. Right. I could have that for myself. And it's different too. You were first. And not even that. Too. That goes into taxes. That goes into the state. That goes into politics. That goes into all kinds of shit where people have to buy a home and lease it because yeah. someone else owns it. You're telling me. We're going past owning a home. We're talking about owning a land. Like, I could build a stadium. I could build like a yeah. restaurant. I could build anything. But in reality, I want to build a home. Build a hotel. Yeah. Leave it as I want to build a home to where I can go and have my kids go. Where it's like one of those, like how you see in the movies. Yeah, we may live in LA or the Bay. Do we go out to Mississippi? Oh, damn. We could just stay at my other house. And it's not even mm. off of like, oh, I rented this. I bought it. We're talking about I own a piece of land. And people forget. Yeah. That's being, so valuable. Being, and it, it sounds crazy, but not just being American, but being a real entrepreneur is not just owning a house. Imagine mm. not just owning the house, you own the land that you built the house on top of. So, that's America. So that's I mean, bro, that's being, just, that's, that's true. That's, so that's fucking a dream, bro. So, okay, so here's the crazy thing. So that's tight, bro. Tied into what you were saying about owning land, the importance of owning land, not just, not just building a house, not just owning the house, owning the land. So I've only shared this with maybe like, Three people before. So now all your listeners are going to know what one of my aspirations are in life. So, actually, I just I just got asked this question like a while back. It was like, you know, what would you do if you had millions of dollars, blah, 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 blah. What's the first thing you would do? So, I've only been to Fiji once. When I went to Fiji once for, for a family funeral. I won't get into it. But when we were out there, we went to go visit the town that uh that my mother grew up in my sister grew up in 
the father, the, 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 that my grandfather, the house that my grandfather owned. My grandfather had built that house on that land with his bare hands. Damn. Owned that plot of land, built the house by himself. So we go over there, we go down the old road, we see this we see the school that my sister went to, you know, we go to visit my cousins that still live on that same road. We get to where the house is. There was a tsunami in Fiji a while back. And it hit the island hard. And it demolished a lot of houses, demolished a lot of buildings out there. This was like years prior to when I actually went. But when the point of me saying that is when we got to where my you know, where my mother and my sister's childhood homes were, all that was standing in that plot of land was four cinder blocks that my grandfather, had, who I never met, had used to build that house upon. Yeah, that's crazy. And I mean, I never knew my grandfather, so I never, I didn't, I didn't understand. I never, I had never been to Fiji before. Like I said, first generation American. I didn't understand the gravity of it. That's devastating. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my sister seen it, you know, and you know, I looked at her and you know, she was just kind of like, not necessarily it is what it is, but you know, just kind of like, these are the kinds of things that happens when you live on an island. But it wasn't until I seen my grandmother's face. It wasn't until I seen my grandmother's face who two or three days prior had just seen one of her daughters buried to see the house that her husband had once built for her gone was devastating so one of the so my answer to that question if I had millions of dollars just money to just fucking throw away what's the first thing I would do first thing I would do is buy that plot of land Buy that plot of land, rebuild a house there, and move my cousins in, move my aunt in, whoever wants to live there. Just make sure that they treat it right. You know what I mean? Because I met a lot of my, I, I met a lot of my aunts that I had never met before. I met a lot of my uncles I had never met before. In that but, house. But, I mean, in brown culture, you could pick up real quickly who's full of shit and who isn't. <laughs> Facts. Uh, you could, you can, you can tell who's going to be grateful for shit and who isn't. So I know who I'm going to put in that house and who I'm not, but that's what I'm going to do. That's the aspirate. Actually, fuck the million dollars when I get money. Cause the money's on the way. It's just a matter of when it's not a matter of why or how it's a matter of when, when I get that money. Yeah. I'm going to build that house. I'm going to put my family in there for Cheers, sure. brother. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. I'm saying Hell yeah, man. And that that goes back to what you were saying. You know what I mean? Goes back to what you it's not about it's not about just owning the house. It's not about just owning the land. It's not about anything like that. It's about having somewhere that the people you care about can call home. Makes you think about the metaphor of worship it's, the ground you walk on. Exactly. Literally. It's about it's about it's about safety at the end of the day. Yeah. It's about making others feel safe. The people you care about, the people you know and love, it's about that. Reassurance. You know what I mean? I do feel that. Yeah. Generational wealth, bro. Like, land is the the number one asset to buy. Like, honestly, like, my biggest goal is to, like, save enough money and to just buy some type of real estate or some type of land. Like, even if I don't feel like I need it, just have it there as an investment. Have it there just to generate revenue or something. Like, you know? So... 
it was a interesting American story. So you have this uh, Asian, you have this Asian American person. Can't remember their name. Not even gonna try to butcher it right now. They own a business, very wealthy businessman. Has some kids, right? Has two kids, a daughter and a son. Now this daughter and son, they have that generational wealth, but they choose to go out and strike out on their own and make their own wealth for themselves. They have the security, but they choose to make their own money for themselves. Hey man, hey, more power to them. So that's the thing, right? That's something I can commend. That's but it's not something respect. that I would do. I mean, you know what I mean? But just to just to name drop real quick, y'all remember Too Fast, Too Furious? Yeah. yeah. The movie. Suki. Yeah. Yeah. That's the daughter. She became an actress. She chose to make her own money. The son. Y'all ever heard of a DJ called Steve Aoki? Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah. What? You know? <laughs> Bro, their brother and sister? And their brother and sister? Yeah. So Suki is Steve yeah. Aoki's uh, sister? sister? Yeah. Bro! That's crazy. Hey, Don DeMarco. You found out right here, man. Hey, man. Run yeah, that shit back. Run that shit back. Don DeMarco. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? But to be able to provide that security, that's hey, what it's all about. Not only do I know what you mean, day. bro. Because, bro, but you want to be able to say you got it out the mud. I don't know what he was saying. I don't know bro, what he was saying. But I felt that. <laughs> First of all, what mud? <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Hey, but you heard of Denzel Washington's son, right? The dude that was in uh, the movie Black Klansman? John David. Hey, before that, fuck And that. Tenet. But he didn't use, like, his connection... Connection. As uh, <laughs> Denzel, Denzel Washington's son Bro, to get hey. any of the acting gigs that he got. Hey, that's... So, a, hey, so he made a name for himself with on Ballers. You know, yeah. the one with fucking uh, The Rock? Yeah. Before he came on Black Klansman. So, like you yeah. said... And even through that whole... I didn't find out that was fucking... Because uh, right off the bat, if you see him, you can't tell that Denzel Washington's son just by looking at him. If he says it, you're like, oh, he does kind of look like him a little bit. Right. But you can't tell right off the it, bat. It was one of those... I think it was at, like, season three... Somehow, someway, I ended up fucking like looking some shit up, and it was it ended up popping up uh, Denzel's fucking son. Yeah. But then you look back, and like you said, one resemblance ain't that heavy. You know what yeah, I mean? It's not. Yeah. And on top of that, when you say John David Washington, and then you say Denzel, you know what I mean? The first thing you say, Washington, Washington. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like you got Carrie Washington. What you gonna say? That's fucking Denzel's sister. You know what I mean? Right, oh. right, right. Right. That sounds like a scandal to me. Uh, <laughs> that's the Mandela effect I used to think. But nah, man. But nah. Go, go back to what you were saying though about fucking not using uh, you know what I mean? His connection. Yeah. Not using the connection to like make an just But it just it just comes it comes down to it, it comes down to this. It's not about. I just gave another example to add on to what you yeah, said. But it's like it's 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 not. He's like, oh, what you mean? Uh, uh, it's like. It's it's not it's not what the it's not what the son and the daughter did in the story. It's not what the son and daughter did to be successful. Do. It's not about that. It's not about that they chose to strike out and have their own path. It's the fact that they had the security in case they failed. That's your first goal as a fucking parent. Yeah. Now Hey, that's that, that's facts. Now that's now facts. as now as now as as somebody that was that was uh that had a parental figure in their lives. I know what the what the actual goal that they have in mind is. And the actual goal in your mind when you have a child is you want them to fulfill all the dreams that you couldn't fulfill yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not a bad thing. It's it it can be if you superimpose or force it upon them, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. 
But the main goal should be that you just want them to be safe. You want them to be secure in life. If they happen to fail, if they were in a circus and they're doing the fucking trapeze shit and they happen to miss that bar that they have to grab, you, you want to be that net. You want to be the net. You want to be the net. Yeah. That's that's That should be the first goal. I'm not saying it is the first goal of a parent because, number one, I'm not a parent. Maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But that should be the first goal from my perspective. Nah, I feel it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess some lessons, man, you just ain't gonna know until you become a parent. Man. I mean, hey, man, well, that's, that's the learning process, right? <laughs> yeah, nah, man, shit. I love when uh, people who don't have kids try giving advice on kids. <laughs> like, bro, if if that was me, man, what I would do? Who would ever do that? Who would ever do that? Who would ever say that? Who would ever say what? That's crazy. That's not you. Who would ever say what? Exactly. And funny. that's not your goddamn kid. It's not. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> Damn, bro. I'm a little emotional about this time. No, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> but yeah, man. I feel like we can go ahead and wrap it up, Ronnie. Nah, so let's talk about uh, Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I'm not going to lie, though. That would be a good transition. Hold on, hold on. Hey, cut that part fuck? out. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll cut all that. Yeah. Leonard. Yeah. That would be a good transition. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Miles Leonard, bro. Like, that motherfucker <laughs> is a racist white piece of shit. Wabadopi. I mean, showing your true colors. First of all, he's not racist. He, he's not racist. He's anti Semitic. He's not racist. He's anti Semitic. I wouldn't even call him. He's a piece of shit, bro. Yeah, he's just stupid. It's the stutter and the pause that you chose to use before you dropped that word that's just like. So yeah, let me know what we're talking about. Okay. Look it up. Okay. Yeah, give some backstory, Ronnie. Yeah, right. yeah, give some backstory. Myers Leonard went on Twitch. Who's Myers Leonard, Ronnie? Myers Leonard is the backup <laughs> center. For the Miami Heat. Of the NBA. Of the NBA. His name is Myers. Let him know. Myers. Anyways, backup center was about to get cut before this incident. But anyways, look, this fool was on Fortnite just chilling, kicking it on Twitch. Ended up, I don't know, something. Somebody tried to hit him. I, you know, I ain't going to act like I know Fortnite. First right of all, now. you 30 on Fortnite. <laughs> Myers. Myers. Anyway. Continue. Bruh, this motherfucker goes and drops the fucking, you know what I mean? The one word you Don't can't say drop. It. I'm not gonna fucking say it, bro. The one word you can't say about Jews, you feel me? And the one, it, it's just fucked up. And the fact, and it's one of those like, bro. I don't know if you remember watching a. Uh, remember watching this shit came out like a couple days ago. Fucking uh, Michael Rapport talking about the apology that. Yeah, Ma- Michael Rapport is Jewish, right? Yeah. yeah, and he was just like, real shit. It's one thing, like again, you y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. It's one thing if. A non-black person call y'all the N-word, you know what I mean? Not saying that it's a pass, but it's it's one of those words that somebody can bullshit their way into an excuse and say, oh, it's been a while for me to try to get this out of my vocabulary. The K-word for Jews, it's like, bro, you don't even hear that. Like, I don't know the last time I even heard that word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I'm going to be honest. I never, like, I never even heard of it before my... No, I, I, I definitely, no, I definitely heard, heard of it before. I'm talking about... So people, just, can, people just calling somebody that? Somebody saying that, yeah. like, just... Casually, I would honestly say this might be my first time verbally hearing it out loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the yeah. fact that you dug into that bag, right? And then you try to pull out the like it's so I wrong. Didn't people know. don't even. But you know, you went it. into history to pull out a word and talk about you didn't know. I feel like the only way you knew about that you word did is your you, research. You, hey man, you know? hey man, we gotta we gotta make something clear, man. First you, of all, stop playing Fortnite if you're over the age of twenty five. <laughs> But not like facts. But like, nah. But like, Jewish people will 
always win the who suffered the longest throughout history debate. The easy thing. Always. They'll always, they'll always. <laughs> if, I, I, if they, I, I cannot agree with that, bro. Bet. Uh, actually, actually, let's, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. You're going to compare 200, 400 years of slavery to... I'm not, I'm 100%, not trying to realize 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100
and he's known for very dark, very, very, very profane humor. You gotta have thick skin. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, comedy here. He's funny. High, high key, he's fucking hilarious. But he's probably one. Up, yeah. He's one of my favorite modern Who? comedians. Anthony, Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. He's kind of like Daniel Tosh a little bit. Nah, he's. Ooh. I will put him leagues ahead of Daniel yeah. Tosh because Daniel Tosh, he, he got writers and shit. And Anthony Jeselnik. He will write shit off the cuff, and it'll be fucking hilarious. But it'll be fucked up. Like, it's kind of like a, <laughs> should I be laughing at this right now? Like, fuck. Like, yeah. But anyways, anyways, he he did an interview with Larry King, rest in peace. He did an interview with Larry King a couple years ago, and Larry King had asked him that same exact question. Do you think that the, the, the current norms, canceling people, you can't say certain things, do you feel that that's hurting comedy? And he said no. He said... It's making my job harder, but I don't want my job to be easier. He's like, you have to find ways to say things that maybe people can't just normally say off the cuff or just say out loud. You have to find ways to work around these things to make people laugh about it. Because when people when people say certain things, use certain slurs, use certain terms that people will deem unacceptable in modern society, that could fuck up your job. You know what I mean? That's that's gonna that's gonna fuck your bag up. But the way that he does it is he presents it in a way where, like I said earlier, like you question, like, damn, am I supposed to be laughing at it? But it's still funny off the cuff because it's gonna make you want to feel like you're gonna laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. A joke is a joke is an excuse that a lot of people use nowadays. But the thing is, if it's a joke, more people are going to find it funny than offensive. Yeah, it's like you saying something on Twitch, playing Fortnite, doesn't automatically register to the average Joe as a joke. Right. It's you being a fucking dick. And 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 don't get me and don't get me wrong. We and on top of we that, were all, you got to think about what are the demographics that you're playing against, bro. Right. Children. You're a fucking grown ass man <laughs> dropping a word. You're harassing children, next, Myers. I don't. Bro, the next generation. Should not even know about the word outside I don't, of a historical context. I don't play. I don't play Fortnite, but I got a homie that plays Fortnite. I watch his Twitch streams or his YouTube streams or whatever. I know he's out here playing with like 10, 11, 12 year old kids. Just you know, well, out here just shooting, running, and gunning. Couldn't be me. These kids don't know what those words are. I mean, hey, I I give him sh- I give him enough shit about it to be honest with you. Yeah. But I mean, but hey, Wait, that's hey, his you game. Really be talking shit to him? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh you out, you out here you out here just doing this and, and and then sniping people that's what that's what you do that's your whole thing but I give him shit about it but you know that's his game that's what he likes to play but I'm saying I but I'm saying like so I, I tried playing on live and talking shit to uh, when I was playing 2K once mm. bro about 30 seconds into it I turned the volume down mm. I took the headphones off and, and I went back to play I'm like bro I'm 25 years old what the fuck am I doing. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I totally don't be hopping on live and be fucking talking shit. One day I'm like, man, let me connect these and see what's up over here. It's been a while since I hopped on this. Hey, we yeah, all remember. We all remember. Dude, I'm getting my feelings because I missed two shots. Like, hey, little bit. Little but here's the thing, though. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. We all grew up. We all grew up in the. We all grew up in the. Modern I mean, warfare, modern yeah, warfare two era. Yeah, we all grew up in the Call of Duty Black Ops that, era. Not me, I grew up. I've been called. Yo, I've been called. I've been called every oh name in the book, God, and some bro. that weren't in the no, book. Hey, you know what I mean? Shit like, that didn't even this, fucking hey, apply to me. Bro, you, I learned hey, some new shit. You're like, talking about when you was young, though. No, I'm, talk, I'm trying to compare when you were talking about your like homeboy five six years ago. Five six years ago, he was in high school. What the. No, he wasn't. No, no, five, six years ago, he just got out of high school. No, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. No, five, six five, years, six years ago, he was 20, 20, 21 years old. 
This motherfucker was 2021. 20, five, <laughs> six years ago, I was getting <laughs> fucked up in a bar. Five, still listening to that same right, like, words, <laughs> same words, but you know. Bro, five, six years ago, I was 19. I don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah. Man. Hey, let's, bring, let's bring us home. I was going to say, we know all these ones here. We know all these ones here. Let me bring this home. Before we close out this pod, I got one last question to ask y'all. What's up? You each got 30, uh, 30 seconds each. <laughs> what are your plans for 2021? Mark, go. Okay, Brother Wilson, don't ever fucking say my full government name. All right, Brother so, Wilson. Thank you. <laughs> brother. I said the ER. That's right. I mean, since y'all heard from the last podcast, I was releasing singles um, starting off in the beginning of the year. So I got about nine singles out right now. I'm going on a two, three month um, hey, phase. Okay, Ronnie, chill. What the, I'll wow. get to that. Waleed asked it, not you. I'm on the other side of the coin. <laughs> he said uh, I'm on the other side. Of the <laughs> okay. Nah, but uh, so you know, you can find him on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere. Uh, but I'm getting back to the roots, trying to do the SoundCloud uh, audio Mac, release some old songs that you guys haven't heard. Also, I'm doing a two to three month uh, release of just a bunch of videos, trying to get the revenue up, and basically just trying to open up different avenues as far as SoundCloud, audio Mac, Spotify. Uh, Pandora, Apple Music, everything on digital, uh, full streaming services, trying to get back to the YouTube thing, but um, basically be on the lookout. I got a couple great producers, Laudas, uh, Nanos, uh, Ronnie the Goat, um, you know, Ronnie Yo, you know, it's just going ham. Um, basically just putting in work, but you're going to see a lot more from Brother Wilson. Opto? Don't sleep. What are your plans for 2021, bro? Oh, man. Well, let's just break down the word plans, shall we? <laughs> what are my plans for 2021? Uh, get money. Not get covid not get COVID. Keep finding my inner peace. I took I took a break from music. Everybody's been joking all day that I've been retired and shit. I've just been <laughs> trying to find my inner peace, man. I've just been trying to find my inner peace. Keep working on that. I feel that. And I, I guarantee you, and I guarantee you, y'all haven't heard this today. I got an EP on the way. I got another album on the way. I got a joint project with a producer who I can't name right now. I got a joint project. I, don't, I can't name it because I didn't get confirmation that I can announce it yet. It's a lot of things on the way. But before that, but before that, I got to get right with me. As Muhammad Ali said, now that I'm retired, all my free time is just getting right with me and getting right with God. And that's what I'm doing. But what he didn't hey, tell no, you no, was. No, I, hey, <laughs> I, say, I just witnessed firsthand today the definition of some publicity, publicity bullshit. This motherfucker came into this crib talking about, man, I don't even rap no more, bro. Mark Aston. Hey, man, so what's up? You and then this hey. one, no, no, stop. This motherfucker gonna come on a podcast so a lot of people talk about I don't rap these days. I'm like, you the only person. <laughs> you the only person that's been saying y'all been pre- but, y'all been, but y'all been y'all been pressing me though. Y'all been pressing me. You've been pressing that's, yourself. That's the whole thing. That's I funny. have been pressed. That's the whole point. Hey, sh- hey shout out to hey. Hey, also shout out to Waleed. It was the first time anyway, we got him in the motherfucking bad. studio booth actually recording some shit. You're gonna hear some shit from him. Gang, gang, gang. Definitely you know I mean? not. Wally about to be on the track. You know what I mean? Also, also, real quick, real quick. Uh Shout out the intro song to the Two Point Podcast. I don't know who made that instrumental, but that shit fire, man. Hey, y'all got new listeners now. Y'all, y'all, y'all got new listeners now. You know what I mean? I don't, know. I don't know if it's a song or what, but y'all He's stuck I mean? in the past. Anyways. Well, let's take us home. What? On behalf of the Two Coin Podcast, I'm your boy Wally. And I am Ronnie, the other side of the coin. And we signing out. That's what's up.